Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith and I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. And you're part of something amazing. I've had the privilege to be a pastor for uh, almost 12 years, actually. A local church guy. I've been done a lot of missions. Been, uh, I've got some opportunity to preach and travel and stuff. Uh, um, and I have a lot of friends who start churches and who are trying to start churches. And that you are a part of a church that is one year old and you are sitting this many. You have your own venue. You know, that is amazing. I hope you know that. Like, especially for Europe. Like in America, uh, you know, Christians everywhere. Uh, But in Europe, you know. So I hope you understand that you're part of something awesome. So come on, let's give a big hand for Phil and for the whole team. You know, a few years ago, I was actually in, in, in Hawaii, uh, and I was driving with, um, with some, 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 some friends there, and as I was driving, I was like looking at everything, and I thought, this is what a place. This is so beautiful, like, you know. And they were like, what is it? I'm like, are you kidding with me? Like, this is amazing. And they're like, yeah, I guess it is. Because they were home blind. <laughs> You know, they didn't see how beautiful it was because they were just used to it. So I pray that you will never be that used to it, that you have a great pastor, that you have a great, you know, church, great friends. Never take it for granted, okay? Cool. Hey, so, uh, yeah, I'm from Sweden. What else can I say? I, I run something called the House Youth Centers. We help churches run youth centers. I've been a local church pastor for many years, and I've had on my heart to help churches reach out to young people. So that's what I'm doing right now. We are working in Stockholm. We are having one youth center in Bangkok, Thailand, uh, at a church called Life Church. So if you're ever, you know, touristing and traveling in Thailand, go to that church in Bangkok. Awesome church, running a cool youth ministry uh, and a youth center. And then, um, yeah, and then I work with business and I do a bunch of stuff. Anyway, uh, but now I'm going to preach to you. So go with me to um, the Bible, <laughs> which is good, right? Go to read the Bible. Uh, if you didn't bring your Bible, you can always download your Bible uh, while you're texting your friends. Uh, uh, but go with me to Hebrew chapter 11, uh, verse 2 and 3 we're going to read. Um, and this is a, a message that has been one, kind of a life message and it's also because it, it, I preach to myself every time I preach it. Um, uh, but in Hebrews 11, you know, Hebrews 11, uh, if you didn't know, it is the, the faith chapter of the Bible. It's the hall of fame of faith people, uh, people that live by faith. And then it says this in, in verse 2, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not see. Not see. And then it says in verse 7, Noah being divinely warned of things not seen yet cool faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen okay and then it says in matthew chapter uh, 28 verse 18 a, a famous scripture says jesus came to and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptize them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit 
teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, and in the Swedish people it says, actually it says, and see, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. And lo, I am with you always. Cool. Let's pray with me. Father, we ask you to bless your word right now. Help us. Amen. That was quick and good. <laughs> and, uh, can, are you on Instagram? Of course you are. I need to, like, just, can I, can I say hi and to my friends? Since we have been connected on Instagram, I, I feel like, you know, let's, let's do an Instagram uh, shout out uh, that I'm in the amazing church, R8. You guys look good. I need to make sure I look good. <laughs> mm, we'll see if I post. Selfie. Let's do this. Let's take just a photo. Smile, please. Let's do that, yeah. Okay, hold on. So I'm at RA Church. This is an amazing church. Northern Ireland, Belfast. You got to come here. Uh, say hi to them. They're waving. Uh, awesome. See you later. Perfect. Okay. If you uh, taking notes, write this down. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Because tonight's going to be a good night. Do you have a feeling? I got a feeling because tonight's going to be... Actually, it's incorrect. It's actually, like I have many feelings. <laughs> I have many feelings. And I think tonight is going to be a good night. I, I believe it. I want to talk about feelings. <laughs> How many people like, like feelings? Uh, well, whether you like it or not, you have feelings. And you need to deal with it. Okay? Now... Uh, the question uh, tonight is, do you follow your feelings or uh, are you letting your feelings follow you? Do you follow your feelings or do you let your feelings follow you? You see, uh, faith and feelings doesn't always go hand in hand. You know, being a Christian is about faith. Uh, here it says that faith is the substance of, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't know about you, but I mean, most of us haven't seen Jesus, okay? We haven't seen him, which hasn't really then produced feelings in our lives. Some people have seen Jesus, you know? But the faith journey or the Christian journey, the, the, the life to follow Jesus is about feeling. I'm mean, sorry. <laughs> it's about faith. It's about trusting him. The Bible says that it, uh, how do we become a Christian? You become a Christian by believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord, right? And confess with your mouth. That's how you are saved, the Bible says. The Bible also says that how do you overcome the world? And it says by faith. The, the Bible says that the righteous shall live by faith. So being a Christian without faith is impossible. You need faith to get to know God, you need faith to walk with God, and you need faith to overcome with God. You need faith. Now the problem is that we're living in a world that is all about feelings, that is all about emotions. That, you know, I feel this, I feel that. Oh, this, oh, I just ha had this feeling. Now, now even they, you can, you know, you can change your gender, you can change, because of your feelings. You, you, you can now actually, I think Facebook has like fifth, you know, 200 genders you can choose between, whatever you feel like, you know. 
I wonder if you can change your age as well. I would be happy to change my age, to be honest. Like, I feel like 25. I'm going to stay like that, you know. You see what I mean? I mean well, we, are, we, we, we have feelings. And I'm not saying we should, you know, neglect and, and don't care about our feelings. I just think we should handle our feelings. And, and, and the Bible wants to help us with feelings. And to show you this, I, I've done, this is not like a, a scientific research, you know, like I'm not a feelings doctor at all. So I'm not saying this is how it works in your life, but maybe in my life. I have, I have four chairs. Can I help? Can you, someone help me put up these chairs? Yes, four right there. Yes. I said, uh, like, I, can, can I have some shares on the, on, the, uh, on the platform? I asked Phil. And he was like, shares? Like, do you want, what? How do you say it? Chairs. Not, not a share, chair. Sorry, my Swedish accent. Yeah. Uh, or, you know. Anyway, I uh, hope you understand me. Uh, so, to show you this, I, I've done um, just like... These are four chairs, chairs, uh, and they represent uh, different things. The first uh, chair represents uh, your uh, input, you. You have five senses, you know, you smell stuff, you, 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 you can feel stuff, you, you hear stuff, you taste stuff, and what else? See, that's good. And all that input gives you some sort of knowledge. This is the knowledge. It gives you a, like, huh, hmm, okay. That creates feelings in our lives. Which like, hmm, we, do I feel good about that or not, you know? And that often leads to a decision. We do something about it. It can look like this. You, you go to the fridge in the morning and you don't use your, your sight and you wanna drink milk. Which you take the milk and you don't look at the date. You drink it. You taste then that, hmm, this wasn't produced uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, so that gives you a feeling that mm, this tastes bad. Ooh, uh, I shouldn't have this in my system. What do you do? Yeah, you throw it out. Hey, you spit it out. Um, you see a beautiful girl on Instagram or at church. And you're like, my Lord. And you're like, and you might get the knowledge that there might be a God after all. Because <laughs> that is beautiful. You know, you're like, oh. And that, you know, that feel, you know, it goes quick. You know, that feeling is like, oh, you know. And hopefully you'll do something about it. Okay. Right, girls? Like, hopefully, guys, you will be like, hey, you walk up to her and you say, hi. <laughs> How are you? I've lost my number. Can I get yours? Or whatever, you know. <laughs> Did it hurt when you fell from the sky? You know, whatever you say. Just do whatever you, you can. Like, you shouldn't be like, oh, that's a beautiful girl. Oh, my goodness. Oh, maybe, you know, she could be my wife. And, and, and then you go and play Xbox. Like, not good. <laughs> you have to do something about it, okay? We read the word, we read in the Bible that Noah, he, he, he saw things that no one else saw. Actually, it says in, in, in 1 Peter that the, the, the people of the age, they didn't see that flood was coming. 
but he heard from God. He was warned. He says that he was, he was warned by God to build the ark. So he was like, okay, there's kind of a, a lot of water is coming. Uh, I, I got to do something about it. You know, water is coming, okay. Um, that means I need a boat. That means it will be a lot of hard work. I don't know how to build a boat. I don't even know how to like, you know, you know cruise on a boat. But I need to build it because God told me to do it. You see what I mean? David in the Bible, he sees Goliath. Everybody else saw Goliath and they thought, shoot, this guy is big. But David was like, well, God is bigger. So, so while some people saw Goliath and were scared and didn't do anything about it, David saw Goliath and he was like, yeah, but God is actually bigger. So he did something about it. In school, you, you have people saying, no, you know, the earth was caused by a big bang, boom. And then the Bible says, well, God created me. So some people choose to like, okay, but I'm, so I'm going to trust you, God. And some people say, I'm not going to trust you, God, because I don't, I don't get it. My feelings, I don't, I don't understand. So we all have both feelings, you know, and we need to kind of, you know, handle our feelings. Like you have had a, a, an encounter with God, but then you don't understand some of the things in the Bible. So what is your feeling about that and what am I going to do about it? You see what I mean? So I think we need to handle our feelings. And we live in a culture that says just follow your feelings. Whatever you feel like. Yeah, the problem with that is that one day you feel like this and the other day you feel like something else. So what are you going to do? Are you just going to follow your feelings? The Bible, you know, people say, you know, follow your heart. Now that is stupid. Because your heart is like, you know, all over the place. Even the Bible says that, that the Bible is deceitful. So I'm not telling you to follow your heart. I'm telling you to question your heart. Sometimes your heart is, you know, good. Sometimes your heart is not. That's why we have a mess in the world. Because people feel like sometimes hitting each other feelings so do you follow your feelings or do you, or do you handle your feelings now the bible says this go with me to uh, to hebrews 4 verse 12 it says this for the word of god is living and powerful it is sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, the joint and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. So the Bible says that it is a discerner of the thought and, in, in, and intents of the heart. That's what the Bible says about the Bible. So you as a Christian, oh sorry, you need the Bible to handle your feelings. You need God to help you. Hey, is this, you know, is this from you, God, or is this from my neighbor? <laughs> A lovely neighbor, but sometimes he gives bad advice. You see what I mean? And I, you know, I preach this because I love feelings. 
I love feelings. I love being in love. I love going to a hockey game. I love, like, follow my feelings, doing fun stuff. You know, but sometimes those feelings can get me in trouble <laughs> if I just follow them. So I need to, am I going to live by faith or am I going to live by feelings? The Bible says we live by faith, not by sight. Sight produces feelings. So what do you live by? And the people in the Bible that we read about that are, you know, heroes in the Bible, heroes of the faith, I mean, they must have, I don't think they were just like, yeah, let's build an ark. It's going to be awesome. You know, look at this. Uh, I have some pictures here. Uh, if you go back to, I think, uh, here we go. Uh, not that one, but uh, we can, do that. there we go. That's probably how it looked like. You know, have you seen the movie Noah? It's not really accurate, you know, just so you know. <laughs> the, the, the ark was not hijacked by a guy with a British accent. I'm sorry, but that's not how it went, you know. But it tells us, like, man, that's a huge thing. How do you think he felt when, he, when God told him, hey, you got to build that? And everybody else, they didn't understand it. They, they thought he was crazy. They thought he was stupid. But he was just still, no, I, I'm going to build that. You know, there's a story about... Walt Disney, when he built, before actually he built the, the, the Disney World in, in, uh, in, in not in Florida, in, in California. He was actually not able to go to the, the opening of the park. But his wife was there. And before the wife was going to come up on stage and give a, a speech on this, you know, fantastic day when they were going to open Disneyland in California. The guy who was going to introduce her, he, he said, now I, I am so sorry that Walt wasn't able to see this, but his wife is here, so let's give a big hand to her. And she came up on the stage, and before she started her speech, she said, eh, you were wrong to the introducer. The reason why we are here today is because Walt already saw it. That's why we're here. He didn't see it get open, but he saw it before it was built. That is what faith does. We see things that everybody else doesn't see it. And I wonder, what do you see? But also, <laughs> you, what, you know, try to go with what you don't see. What you don't see naturally, but what you see in, in, in you. So I'm going to give you a few things that I believe can help you to walk by faith and not by sight. To, wake, walk, to help you to walk by faith and not by feelings. And the first thing is, if you're taking notes, write this down. God cares more about me than my feelings. Or God cares more about you and your feelings. Living for Jesus and following Jesus will sometimes, I'm sorry to tell you, hurt your feelings. Because God cares more about you than your feelings. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't love going to the gym. Some people love going to the gym. Do you, do you like going to the gym? Hmm? Two superheroes. But I go to the gym as often as I can. And, and I drag myself there. But I go there because I know it's good for me. <laughs> I know that it will help me, you know. Please, my wife, one day. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to say that. Sorry, I said it. Crap. Uh, uh, 
But you know what? I, I go there because I, I, I want to look good. Like, I, I want to, I, I want to, like, beach 2020. Come on, here we go. You know, I, I don't like it, but I know it's good for me. That's why I go. But if I would just, you know, if I was going to you know, listen to my, my feelings all the time, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't go there. I would be home watching Netflix and eat popcorn, you know. That's what I would have done, would have done. But, like, like the first time I was going to run, you know, <laughs> like uh, jogging, I really thought this is not how God created me. This is almost from the devil. Like, <laughs> I can't run. It is terrible. God didn't make me this way. But the more I ran, the more I actually started feeling like it. But in the beginning, I didn't like it. And that's how we are spiritually as well, I believe. That sometimes we might be hurt in our feelings because, I don't know, God. Uh. But what God is actually doing is he actually helps you to grow. Because, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And the, the more we trust him, in our, even in our, in our, when, when we feel like we are being hurt and we're doing things we don't feel like, God is working in us and helping us, developing character, developing us to become the men and the women that we are supposed to be. David, when he faced Goliath, he had faced other obstacles before. And I'm sure he didn't like meeting a lion in, you know, in the wilderness. But he killed a lion. By the help of God, he killed a lion. But I don't think he liked killing lions it's like yes that's a lion let's kill it he didn't he didn't like you know killing Goliath but he had to because that was in front of him so God cares more about you than your feelings the second thing is Jesus is for you no matter what you feel it says here that you know Jesus said I will be with you always. He talked to his, his disciples. You know, Jesus is God. We know, we know that. He is almighty, all-knowing. When Jesus said that to his disciples, he knew that they were all going to die for persecution, from persecution. They were all going to die for believing in him. I don't know if you know, but every disciple died a martyr, except John, you know. He died being, you know, in a jail on an island by himself. But all of them were killed because of their faith. Because they had seen Jesus die and they had seen him be resurrected. And that knowledge just didn't leave. They just, they just knew that. So they had to preach. They had to tell everybody about Jesus. That, hey, hey, he is resurrected. You know, that was the main message of the, the new believers. They were, it was, hey, he is resurrected. He is not in the grave. He is alive. So they were preaching that, living that out, building churches like you are. And they killed them for it. Now, when Jesus is telling them that, he knows that that is going to happen. They will die because of this. But still he said, I am with you always. I will always be with you. Now, so that means that Jesus is for you, even if you don't feel like it. It's kind of like being, you know, a certain age. You know, when I turned 18, I, I had a party. It was great. I loved being 18. I was able to, you know, 
you know, get a driving license and everything. But you know what I, I realized when I, felt, when I turned 18 was I didn't feel like I was 18. Because I was sleeping in my, my mo- same bed, you know. I still had like my posters from when I was 15 on the wall. <laughs> my mom came down and said, Joseph, get up! <laughs> and my dad says, as long as you live in my house, my rules. I didn't feel 18. I didn't feel like, hey, I'm myself, my own person now. I can do whatever I want. Like, huh. But I was 18. You know, it doesn't matter if you feel like God, like, does he love me? I don't know. No, he loves you. He is for you. He has a plan for your life. God loves you like crazy, even if you don't feel like it. You know, God thinks you're sexy. <laughs> God thinks you're beautiful. God thinks you're, you're his masterpiece. You're, there's no one like you. That's what God feels about you. But we sometimes, we look in the mirror and we're like, oh, uh, you know. But you should look in the mirror and say, oh, thank you, Jesus, that you made me so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that you, you created my inward parts and I rejoice. It says that, you know, David, he rejoiced that God had created him so wonderful and fearfully made or whatever it is, you know. You can look in the mirror and by the word of God says, I am sexy and I look good, you know. Even if you don't feel like it. But the thing is, the Bible, you know, it actually says that, David says, my soul, it says, knows it so well. I wonder if he just kept saying it to himself until just he knew it. Like God loves me. God is for me. He has a plan for my life. I might not be where I want to be, but God has a plan for my life. And he said it to himself. That's what it says in, 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 in Philippians 4. We, oh, we, we, let's, we don't have to go there. But I'll tell you, this is my grandfather. I think we could come up. Here he is. He's a cool guy. He's in heaven right now. But he, uh, I, in, every summer, um, we, we went to his summer house on the west coast of Sweden, and I got to st- sleep in his, his room uh, in the bunk bed so above him. A- and he was known for being like the kindest man in, on, on the planet, you know. Like he was so kind. Everybody loved my grandfather, Klaus. Like he, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was amazing, awesome man. And even though, you know, he had some struggles and he... <laughs> my grandfather was not the easiest, I'm telling you that. And uh, she was lovely as well, but he, he had a handful. Uh, <laughs> you know, but and he was awesome. He was such a fantastic guy. And I don't think God just made him fantastic, you know, made him like a, the kindest man alive, you know. But you know what he did? He always said hallelujah. <laughs> To the point where actually his pastor called him Hallelujah Claus. That was his nickname. And when I was sleeping above him in the bunk bed, in the middle of the night, I woke up. And at that time, it felt like it was a, you know, an earthquake. But it was him saying, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And he just kept, Thank you. Thank Jesus. Swedish. And he just kept saying it, saying it, saying it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I don't know how you <laughs> can say it, but, and, you know. But I know this. He just started praising God, thanking God all the time. And that made him to the person that he 
he was. Because he just kept saying, I, I thank you, God. And that is what Philippians 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. You know, Paul and Silas in the prison. They're in the prison. They're, they're stuck there. It probably it didn't smell good. It didn't taste good. It, they had like, you know, change on their, their wrists. And they were there and they were like, but they just kept, started singing. That's what they did. In the prison, they were starting singing. And as they were singing, God opened the doors to the prison. I don't know if you're in a prison right now. I don't know what you're facing right now. But I know by rejoicing in the Lord, stuff can happen in your life. God can stop move in your life. And you can stop believing, not just feeling, but stop believing what God says about you and the plans that he has for you. So stop being like my grandfather a little bit. <laughs> stop like being like Paul and Silas, singing. I don't know what you have to do. If you have to go on a walk around the area and say, thank you, thank you, Jesus. If you have to go to church more often, if, whatever you do, but stop, start praising him, thanking him for who he is. That will change your feeling. The third thing is that God wants you to feel. God wants you to feel. Has that time stopped or are we always on six minutes? I'm like, that is great. <laughs> no, the last thing I want to say is that God wants you to feel. The Bible verse, the first one we read, no, the, the, sorry, the, from Matthew, it says, you know, it said, and lo, I'm with you, or see, I'm with you always. When I read that for many years ago when I started preaching, I was like, you know, I, I got excited because I like seeing stuff. I like experiencing things, you know. So I was like, does it actually say see? Because some versions that I read said, and just, and I'm with you always. Some English versions, some Swedish versions, some says, and lo, or and see, I'm with you. And some said, I'm with you always. So I went into the, you know, to, to, to the, to the Greek or Hebrew, whatever it was, and looked it up. And actually, the correct word to interpret is actually, lo, I'm with you always. Or, and, or see, I'm with you always. Now, I've been living my life as a Christian, believing that God was with me always. That, you know, no matter what happens, no matter what I'm going through, God is with me. You know, that's good. God is with me. But then I realized that actually God wants me to see and God wants me to feel. And it says, and see, and lo, I'm with you always. You see, as a Christian, I don't think you should just live by knowing that God is with you. I think you should live a life where you can see that God is with you. So when people see you, they see, ah, oh, man, that guy or that girl there's something about him. There's something about her. And we know, since we can read about the disciples, that they were all, after they went out preaching about Jesus, they all saw miracles happen. They saw dead people walk. They saw lame started walking. They saw, you know, they saw, they saw blind eyes were opened. And, you know, with me, when I started living out that life, and I started praying for people, because I also want to see that God is with me. I started seeing healings I started praying for people and I saw God healed people I remember I was in Africa I saw this guy he was deaf in one ear he started to hear when I prayed for him I had a girl that comes from a, came from school that was working doing ministry at a school she had tinnitus you know or tinnitus whatever you say peeping in her ear what do you call it <laughs> beep <laughs> what do you call that 
tinnitus. Come on. There we go. She had a peep in her ear. <laughs> and God healed her. And I was like a new believer. I mean, a new, a new like follower, passionate by Jesus. And I was like, man, God works. I see that he is with me. I just don't, just not only believe that he is with me, I can see that he is with me. And I want to encourage you to stretch out and to be like, hey, cool. I want to see that God is with me. I'm not just going to, you know, you know, stay at God is with me. I'm going to go further and I'm going to see that God is with me. I'm going to see that he heals my, my friends, my family, that he do stuff in my life and at my work, whatever I am, that God is going to use me. So I can see that God is with me. But most important, the, the world will see that God is with them, that God is for them. That we are a church who is visible. They can see it. They can touch it. They can feel it. So God wants you to feel. You know, Jesus came down to show us who God is. And the disciples, they were able to see him. They were able to feel him. After Jesus left, he said, wait upon the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will give you the power to go out. And what happened? The Holy Spirit came and it filled them. And they, they felt God through the Holy Spirit, right? They started preaching. They started, and they experienced God, and people experienced God. And here now, 2,000 years later, we are having church because of them, because they didn't live by their feelings, because they started living by their faith. They started living by the Word of God. And that can happen in my life. That can happen in your life. If you start living by faith, and not just by feelings, they used to say, hey, maybe I should step out from my comfort zone and do something courageous for God. And then God will do something in your life. And you will have testimonies after testimony, testimonies that God is good and that God works right now. Uh, a friend of mine, I'm going to stop, start with the, uh, the worship team can come up. We're going to soon be finishing, but it's still on six minutes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, a few years ago, uh, when I was doing ministry in Sweden, uh, we were doing camps, and this guy were on a camp, uh, youth, young guy. He had a, an assistant with him because he had some issues. This assistant didn't believe in God. He was sitting in the back every, every, every meeting we had, through the whole camp he was sitting back like this didn't like you know didn't feel it <laughs> he was like I don't know and as he was sitting back you know many many sermons that we were preaching to the kids and he was sitting there um, I could see that you know he started to believe a little bit and eventually he uh, he came up to me and he started asking questions and we got to pray for him and then he was out playing um, water balloon war with the kids he, he he falls if something happens so he breaks his his feet his foot so we take him to the to, to the hospital he has a, a scratch or like something on his foot he can't he shouldn't be able to walk for like six weeks and so he comes uh, you know with crutches and stuff and 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 um, he was like ah, sorry gotta sit there back again and you know can't really play with the kids and la la but we were like no 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 let's pray you know we believe in healing 
So me and some of the youth, we, we lay our hands on, on, on this guy and, uh, and, and we prayed for him. And I don't, I'm not kidding with you. Within 10 minutes, he was up running, casting water balloons again. But the doctor said, hey, you, it's going to take you six weeks to even put any weight on the foot. But he was running after 10 minutes. And God, you know, he was like, man, I got to get baptized. And, da -da -da -da. and God did a bunch of great stuff in his life. I moved away. I came back a year ago to kind of the same camp. He was still working with this guy. And I could see God, he, he wasn't doing well. I could see that, you know. So we started chatting and he, said, he told me, like, I know God, you know, he healed me. I know, you know, he's done great things in my life, but I don't know, I don't feel it. I, I kind of feel like just, you know, making money, doing my whole thing. I, I don't know, church early in the morning, you know, I don't want to. Uh. And he was like, I don't feel like it. And I remember sitting there like, what can I tell him? And then I felt like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I told him, you know, all the things that you say you feel like you want to do. I also struggle with that. I also struggle with my feelings. Like sometimes I just don't want to, you know, work for church and I just want to work for some big company making a lot of money, drive a really cool car, you know. I just feel like that. That's what I told him. You know, sometimes when I see a girl who's really good looking, I don't want to wait till marriage. I'm telling you that right now. I just wanted to go and do my thing, you know, you know, and, and that's what I feel like. And I don't feel like giving to church. I don't feel like, you know, sometimes like giving away 10% of my income. That's a pair of jeans. More than that, you know, I don't feel like it. There are a bunch of things I don't feel like, but honestly, I've decided to not live by feelings, but live by faith. That's what I told him. And I said, it is strange that you are doing everything you feel like doing, but the content of you doing your feelings or following your feelings is that you don't feel good. Isn't that interesting? I told him. But me, I, I don't try to follow my feeling. I try to follow my faith. Now, I have a lot of feelings. I have fun as well. And I, I do. But I try to follow my faith. And the content is I love life. My life is amazing. It's not perfect, but I love being alive. That's what I told him. And we prayed and, you know, I moved again and we've had some, you know, connections over, over, over Facebook. I actually don't fully know what happened to him, but I know he didn't really catch it. He was like, ah, I don't want to just do my feelings. And I'm just like, how can I help people to not live by feelings, but live by faith? And I wish you can just take that small seed of faith that you have in your life and start walking on it, start producing it, start, you know, laying it in the ground and say, God, here it is. Here I am. Just do whatever. I don't know. I don't have everything together. I don't know, you know, but I just, I'm going to follow you because I trust you. That is what faith is. Just trusting God. It's not, hey, you need to be perfect. It's just you trusting God in the season that you are in right now. And He will give you life. And He will help you to feel a lot of stuff. He will help you to love your life. Because that's His will and that's His plan for your life. But we need to trust Him. And that is what overcome will overcome the world, our faith in Him. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. 
If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we will see you next time on the Ariat Church Podcast. Thank you.